Hi, I'm Tiffany and today's video is going to be a solved true crime case. Now before we get started, I do want to say my usual disclaimer. This video is for educational and entertainment purposes only. I in no way mean any disrespect to the family or anyone that I'm talking about in this video. I do want to say this specific case talks about sexual assault. If that is especially triggering for you, please exit this video now and I'll see you next time. Now let's get into the case. Today we're talking about the notorious serial killer of Phoenix, Arizona, Mark Godot, also known as the Baseline Killer. There are a lot of serial killers out there and you might not have heard of this one. There's really not that much information on him, but it still needs to be told. Godot was born in Phoenix, Arizona in 1964. He is the second youngest of 13 kids. That's right, 13 kids. His mom was Alberta and his father was Willie. His father Willie was a car lot attendant and his mother Alberta was a maid and they actually later got divorced. I'm not sure when they got divorced but they did get divorced. A lot of Mark's siblings said that the house was chaotic. His dad was very aggressive and alcoholism ran in their family. There's not a lot. The siblings did not have a lot to say during the time of his case and everything going on but they it was kind of back and forth. Some said that the house was very chaotic and his father was not a good man. And then other ones said it was peaceful. So it's really hard to tell. After the divorce, all of the kids ended up staying with Mark's mother, Alberta. But Alberta actually passed away in 1976 when Mark was only 12 years old. So Mark and his siblings moved in with his father and he went to school in Tempe, Arizona. He actually ended up playing sports. He did football. He was known to be really good at it, but he actually didn't end up graduating high school because he didn't have enough credits. I'm not sure what happened in order for that not to happen. In 1982, that's when his first trail of crimes began. November 7th, 1982, Mark and his brother were actually both arrested for raping a woman but for some reason no charges were filed i couldn't find much explanation as to what why no charges were filed i don't know if they knew her doesn't excuse it i'm just saying i don't know what happened but no charges were filed but this crime did happen it's the first known crime committed by him and then in 1987, he was charged with trespassing and then just the following year charged with a DUI. I don't know if maybe the brother convinced him or he convinced his brother. I don't even know which brother it was. But after that crime, it seemed like little small crimes happened after that, like trespassing, DUI, which are still very, very serious, but definitely not quite as serious as rape. That's unimaginable. It seems like he started doing those crimes and that they just wasn't fulfilling whatever he was trying to fulfill in my opinion and then they just got worse and truly became unimaginable and then he started doing them very quickly. The span of his crimes only lasted a little over a year. We're still in the beginning before his prison sentence, his first prison sentence. Following the trespassing charge and the DUI charge, Mark was arrested in August 1989 for brutally raping and abducting a woman named Darlene Fernandez. In August 1989, right after the trespassing charge and the DUI charge, he was charged with abducting, brutally raping, 
and bludgeoning a woman named Diane Fernandez. So Mark was charged 15 years for this abduction and 21 years for a previous 1990 robbery. Now after serving only 13 years, he is paroled in 2004. Keep in mind, he's an adult, but he has spent his entire adult life up until this point in prison. Mark Godot got his name, the Baseline Killer, because there was a main road where all of his crimes were being committed and they were all off this one road, from my knowledge, called Baseline Road. But he was living in the suburbs, he had new cars, great, great normal money from my understanding. Everything was good. His neighbors and his friends did find out that he went to prison. I don't think they knew the specifics, but hey, they didn't really care. Just because you committed a crime in your past doesn't mean you're a bad person today. So they looked past it. He was well liked by everyone in the community that met him and he was well loved by his family. Once he was out of prison, he did get a job with a construction company called Select Build. It is now only one year after his parole in two years since he has been released from prison and his crimes begin. On August 6, 2005, a 12-year-old girl and two teenage girls were lured behind a church at gunpoint. He then sexually assaulted two of the girls. Then on September 9, 2005, Georgia Thompson was shot right outside of her apartment. On September 20th, 2005, two sisters were walking in a park and they were assaulted by Mark. Both of the sisters did end up testifying at his trial to show the similarities between all of his attacks on these women. September 28th, 2005, a mother and her young daughter, I'm not sure of the age, were abducted outside of a Mexican restaurant, driven to a secluded area, and sexually assaulted. On November 3rd, 2005, Mark ends up robbing a lingerie store, and then as he's leaving the scene, he abducts a woman across the street in the parking lot and sexually assaults her. Then on November 7th, 2005, he robs two fast food restaurants and a woman outside in the parking lot at a check cashing store. Now this crime that I'm about to tell you about that he committed in December is the one that brought it all down. This is the one where detectives really found out, yep, this is our guy. It wasn't at this exact moment, but it will be later down the road. On December 12, 2005, Tina Washington was standing at a bus stop when she was taken behind some stores and then shot. Now, Miss Washington did pass away at the scene from her injuries, but there was something missing from the scene that detectives would later find. Miss Washington was a preschool teacher and her kids gave her a really beautiful gold ring that she always wears all the time. Her kids know she always wears it and it was not at the scene. But her kids were able to show the officers what ring it was so that they could go out, buy a replica, and go around to pawn shops and see if they could find it. Now, he did shoot Miss Washington along with his other victims with a 380 caliber pistol. Never able to collect the pistol, but they did collect bullets, and then they were able to match the bullets when they arrested him. When, bull when bullets are released, they have a very unique pattern that will be created on each bullet with the specific gun so they're able to match them. Eventually bullets from all nine of the baseline murders were able to be matched to that bullet. February 20th, 2006, two women who were working a food truck in a parking lot were shot to death. One of the women did have two four-month-old twins at the time. Then on March 14, 2006, George offered a ride to his co-worker Liliana who was only 20 years old. 
They were both abducted from the parking lot and George was actually found in an alley and she was found in her car. April 4th, 2006, the body of Christina Gibbons is found stuffed between a house and a storage unit. She was believed to have been killed on March 29th. Then on April 10th, 2006, Sofia Nunez was found dead in her bathtub by her eight-year-old son. Her poor son did find her in the bathtub. He said that all of the doors were locked on the house. The only one that was unlocked was the garage. And he thought she was maybe in the bathtub, so he just didn't go in there for a while. And after a while, he went in there and he found her. And he actually did do end up doing an interview many years later. And he stated that he knew Mark Godot, that he and his mother knew each other and that he's been to the house several times. I believe his sister also did an interview and she stated that as well. So this was super important to the case. Then on May 1st, 2006, Mark abducts a woman and tells her to drive to a secluded area so he could sexually assault her. And she drives there. She's scared for her life. He has a gun to her head. She's driving to a secluded area and he has the gun to her head and says, undress so I can sexually assault you. And she says, no. He pulls the trigger to shoot her and it misfires. And she is able to run for her life and she is spared this just reading this makes me so happy but I have to imagine for her that was a scare I know it was all scary but that specific moment had to be insanely scary but she survived you guys on June 29, 2006 Carmen Miranda is abducted from a car wash and she's actually abducted on surveillance for the first time ever and the guy who abducted her is a guy with dreadlocks and he had a very specific kind of hat on that was white i'm sorry i don't know what it's called gilligan style hat he was wearing a gilligan style hat and he is shown on surveillance to shove miranda into the car and drive off police arrived within minutes but he was long gone and miranda was found not far away in her car already shot and dead then on September 6, 2006, Mark is officially arrested. This day he's arrested. It is actually his 42nd birthday. Mark was initially arrested for the rape of the two sisters that happened last September in 2005. That's why they arrested him this day, but everything just worked out the moment he was arrested. Now, ever since the day that Mark was arrested, he has stated he's 100% innocent, that he hasn't done any of this but when he was arrested he did have to submit a dna sample and that is what linked him perfectly to all the crimes so they searched his house and upon searching his house remember that key i was telling you about earlier at tina washington's crime scene well they actually found it in his house stuffed in a shoe that's when they found all of this evidence and they also found evidence of blood to one of the victims on his Nike shoe. He cleaned the shoes really good. There wasn't a lot of evidence left after all of his crimes were committed. He was good, but right there in the seam, there was a little bit of blood and all it takes is just a tiny amount because he actually protested that there's no way, like how could you find something so small? Like how can you get evidence from that? And doctors stated it doesn't take much to get DNA evidence or even a little blood speck. That's all it needs. The doctor did state that even though it's incredibly small, it is still incredibly accurate. Now his wife, Wendy Carr, does believe 
100% that he was set up by the police. Now from the research, it does say that they searched his house the first time and they didn't find that. And then they happened to come across it the second time. But if it really wasn't a shoe, maybe. I do believe he's guilty, but she to this day still stands behind him 100% along with her family and his and says that he's 100% innocent. You stand firm that Mark is not the, the baseline killer. Absolutely. Asking her wedding ring, Wendy Carr describes her 20-year marriage to Mark Godot as normal. Well, and the Mark I see today is the same Mark in those pictures. The 47-year-old was convicted in the baseline killer crimes, murdering nine people, raping and robbing many others in a year-long crime spree. He's the baseline killer. He's a convicted felon. He's a serial <laughs> killer. Who's the Mark Godot you know? Uh, he's the baseline killer scapegoat. He is the person that was just black enough to be arrested. He's too old. He's too big. Since his arrest in 2006, she's fought for Mark. I see an innocent person who was served up on a silver platter. He now spends most of his time in isolation. Murder of Sofia Nunez in April 2006 I was telling you about. It actually wasn't attributed to the baseline killer until years later when they got the ballistic evidence and was able to link them. Now, just one day after he was arrested on September 7, 2006, the Phoenix, Arizona police announced that they have arrested the baseline killer and joy just radiated throughout this town. They felt so much better. Everyone was so terrified to go out during this time. On Halloween, October 31st, 2011, Mark was found guilty on 19 charges and sentenced to 438 years in prison. The following month in November, he was sentenced to death. Other than that one interview, we haven't heard much from Mark or his wife. They've stayed silent, and I believe they'll continue to stay silent. But please let me know what you think of this case. This was my first true crime video. Please let me know what you think. Um, and if you have any case requests, please leave them down in the comments. If you're new here, please subscribe. This is my new channel. And make sure to give this video a thumbs up. And thank you so much for watching. I'll see you guys next time. Bye!